1: The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner.
2: Welcome to episode two thirty six of the Natural Hat Trick podcast. Alongside Craig Morgan, Welcome. the Natty Hattie, You're Jamie Eisner, I'm Luke Lipinski. Gentlemen, how was your break? It's good, actually. He's good. Craig was on uh... vacation, was it? Up
0: north for a few days, okay. up to Greer.
2: Oh. When you say up north, I think Winnipeg, not not no, up north? No, 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 that's
1: That's very north.
0: Got up to the snow for my daughter's birthday. Did that's some cool. sledding. Watched some sled dog races. Had a snowball fight. With, lost. With just random
2: people? No. Or? We
0: had three girls, oh. so it was adults against. You're going to lose that
2: every time. Yeah, we lost. Um, what are we doing for your birthday on this show today?
1: Uh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my we're, preference. We're enjoying the... Drinks and donuts yeah, that somebody were brought provided to us by the birthday boy. Coffee board. and donuts. So that was, yeah. Happy birthday to us. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah.
2: All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, anytime. That's nice of you. Um, to eat hey, anytime.
1: We'll, look, we'll do this again. Like, we'll you know, we go fair, out of our way to make sure we eat the donuts and drink the yeah, coffee. Yeah, I
2: hope it's your birthday every week. Jamie did text you a happy birthday to country music singer Craig Morgan. and
0: uh, He did, but I'm not going to sing. No, I've decided I don't feel like singing after watching The Coyotes last night.
2: That really took all the, uh, the song out of, out of our lives for a little bit, it felt like. Let's, uh, let's start with uh, reviews and ratings. First of all, you should always rate and review the show if you haven't. At least rate,
1: please. Yeah, 100 100, 100 ratings now. 100,000 is it? Yeah. Most ratings ever. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. The most ratings of all time. Nobody Uh, has this many ratings. But please rate. We have the best ratings. Uh, Three new reviews to read today. This one's from Yotes Girl. Refreshing combination of humor and concise analysis. The trio will poke fun at both themselves and others. Mostly others. Craig is true. No, I I added that part. That's my parenthetical. Uh, Craig is truly a consummate professional, and and as a longtime Coyotes fan, I appreciate his unbiased insight. Wow, that's just great insight. That's That's very nice. You can just stop right there. We should probably stop letting Jamie read these, since he just adds his own commentary in the middle of them. Uh, This one's from Neely4778. Best of Phoenix... This is one of my... This is my second favorite one. Uh, Best of Phoenix winner and super host Luke Lipinski, amazing beat writer at The Athletic Craig Morgan, and human pinata (laughs) slash abs hater Jamie Eisner, (laughs) take a weekly spin around the hockey pond talking coyotes, uh, the full NHL, banana carriers, donut balls, and stuffed ducks, like listening to your buddies debate hockey, but better, and with more cowbell. Human pinata and work donut balls in there. I mean, to be fair, that's... Speaking of cowbell... That's pretty fair. And this one is from Polite Internet. This is, this is what I'm going to – I'm 133 and one-third percent sure this is my favorite one. Wait, Polite you, Internet? Yes. There is no such, such thing. Such a thing exists? And you guys have no idea what this is a reference to, but I do. I so haven't heard it. it yet. You, you know, know they say all podcasts are created equal, but when you look at Jamie, you look at Luke, and you look at Craig, then you look at other podcasts, you usually see that that statement is not true. That's a Scott Steiner reference for those of you out there. There's a Scott Center map. I will show you the video after this. I sh- thought Jamie's voice just changed. Yeah, Ooh. I'll show you the video. Uh, the pod- this podcast is always highly informative, unbiased, and 100% honest about how people from Coal Harbor sound, which is true. That's accurate. I'm from Coal Harbor. It's, the har- it's hard to believe that they can make a podcast this entertaining about a sport that defaults to lockouts during labor negotiations and has a vocal minority of rural fans that actively wish for relocation of teams they don't like. They answer listener questions politely, no matter how daft. If you want to learn more about hockey, donut balls, another donut balls reference, yes, or like sewer this. fights, you will not find a better source. That's three outstanding reviews. Thank you very much. Great reviews. Yes, thank you. I, we've gotten to the point now
2: where the reviews are clearly better than the show itself. I, I mean, I yeah, it's think not a high debatable. bar clear.
0: Actually, I think we crossed that threshold a long time ago. Yeah, but. that's yeah. true.
2: But now now they're just running up the score on us. <laughs> Maybe we should read those at the end of the show so we don't look Yeah, we have afterwards. a
1: lot to live up to now. I um, do appreciate the Scott Steiner reference. I will show you guys that video, the Scott Steiner math video. It's, it's the greatest wrestling promo of all time.
2: I appreciate Jamie being called a human pinata. It's true. Um, mm-hmm. And also the Abs are, I don't know, the second best team in the Western Conference now again. I mean, you win three games, you shoot all the way up to standings at this point. It's true. Uh, do we want to do anything on the All-Star game before we move forward? Because I don't Plus want to do go we? back to the All-Star uh, game. I don't care.
1: Uh, I just <laughs> I, I literally could not possibly care less. Do you guys watch any of the events? No, I didn't watch a second of it. No, do you ever watch any? Like, the Fastest yeah, I Skater, in I in love the, past, the Fastest Skater. Yeah.
2: I was in Greer. Oh. Well, they didn't true. have it on for <laughs> some reason. If I Greg literally
1: vacation, have nothing better to do. I was I, my on
2: vacation. My eyes close, pinned open. And Maybe I have a problem. I snuck away and watched the Fastest Skater and the Hardest Shot on vacation.
1: That's the equivalent of Floyd Mayweather, like, putting a million dollars on NFL preseason games. <laughs> like, you just you, you have to talk to somebody about this.
2: <laughs> hardest Shot was great, though, because... All of a sudden, it looked like Patterson might win, and then it looked like John Carlson might win, and then Shea Weber just steps up and casually, moves yeah. like 105.6 miles per hour. I'd rather paying. watch paint dry. Al McInnes, though, over 100 miles per hour. Yeah, that was that That's could not crazy. have been more yeah.
1: gimmicked. I, I don't way. buy that at all.
2: He was using a stick that was like carved out of a tree from earlier in the day. Like the it's like the natural, right? Yeah. it's exactly.
1: usually what wood sticks are made of. Yes. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know where you think they get the wood from. He but...
2: carved it himself oh, on the ice. Okay.
0: I just want listeners to know that the hostility started building up before we ever arrived here. It started on text message.
2: I would say it started about 237 episodes. Yeah, I was about
1: to say. I think when Luke That's Lipinski fair. walked into the old fan rack offices way like, back in the this? day. Um, we yelled about Steven Stamkos for 30 minutes. I think that's when this all started.
2: Yeah, and we haven't really heard much from Steven Stamkos <laughs> since, even though he had almost 100 points last year. All right, well then let's um, <laughs> let's start with uh, which teams. I should note I did oh, the, uh, the notes good this, this, this week for, for Craig for <laughs> yes. his birthday. Yeah, thank you for that Bruce. <laughs> and I did not. Jamie got me nothing. Jamie just uh, tried not to talk to either I, one us, you. one of us. I'm gracing
0: you with my presence. Oh, that's... He didn't insult me on text message. He only no, insulted true. you today. He kind so. of did.
2: I don't know. I don't Every know. time well, how he sends feel-
1: it. Oh, you mean today.
2: Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Yeah, yesterday. I
1: mean, the, we're not talking about the history, but like okay. just today.
2: Which teams most desperately need a strong start out of the
1: break? The huh. Arizona Coyotes. So how, what happened with that? Is that a good start? Um, no. Uh, oh, okay. A, mm. a, Pretty much everybody in the Pacific is the answer to this question, but...
2: Well, I would say the Coyotes, the Jets... And the Leafs, those are three teams that jumped off the paper to me, and the Leafs have gotten it. They've already played twice, and they've won both games. Um, I mean, I still think it's funny when people are like, ooh, the Leafs might miss the playoffs. I'm still picking Toronto and Vegas in the Stanley Cup. I'm not going to shy away from that. Okay. I'll uh, shy
1: away from Toronto in the Cup, but they're going to make the playoffs. They're is definitely it, a I love. I, I love what Columbus is doing, but it, no.
2: Well, I mean, Columbus and Toronto can both make it. I mean... They could. Philadelphia, I don't think, is a playoff no, team. No, but
1: I think Carolina will, will sneak in. Um, We've got Mr. Game 7, so...
2: They have to. Get that's to true, them. but they have to get to a game seven. Are Mister Game Sevens? Are those guys like? Are they good at game seven of the regular season too? Is it, is it like every seven is it like that's game a good seven? Question, yeah. 17, Seventeen. Somebody should look at that. Yeah. Why Twenty-seven. Not?
0: If multiples of seven. Justin Williams has been unbelievable.
2: <laughs> I'd read that story. You should write it. <laughs> um, so the Coyotes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: In their past five road games, they're zero and five and have been outscored twenty-one to six. Is that bad? So that's going well for the team that used to be a good road team.
1: Yeah, and, now, and they're, now they're
0: just getting obliterated on the road. And now they get obliterated last night, but they—they're not playing well defensively, and that's their identity.
1: they're now twenty-six and twenty-six this year. Yep. Five hundred at home, five hundred on the road, five hundred overall. It's, Too much uh, talent for that. Well, to well be in fair, theory,
2: twenty-six one and five. Well, I mean, not. To I know, but they've—they've they've, yes. they've lost they've half won their 26 games. Twenty-six out of 50. and they've yeah, won but, half their games. But other teams have overtime losses that don't count as regulation sure, losses. But. Uh, the strange, well, there's a lot of strange things going on right now, but one of them is what you just said. They've completely flipped on the road, and at home, they're and one in their last five. But for most of the season, they were, what, the second best team in the NHL? Yeah, the behind road. the caps. Yeah. Yeah, And just sort of mediocre at home. And we'll see. They've got now, what, three in a row, four in a row here at home. If they keep winning on home ice, they'll be okay. They're still okay. Like, if you start right now and you say you're... You've got 30 games left in the season. Yeah. Still. There's a lot of time, so... It's just the way they're getting here lately. I was it's disturbed concerning. mostly
0: by the fact that they were they just didn't tighten anything up defensively yesterday. And you can say, well, they're coming off a 10-day rest. Okay. Fine, you might be a little your timing might be off, things like that, but sloppy play, just bad bad decisions with the puck, I don't get that, especially cuz they had 3 days of practice. I don't get that. I mean, and it starts with Alex Golagoski trying a cross-ice pass in the neutral zone. This is a veteran defenseman making just a, a really bad decision that led to a goal.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't think it helps. And we've seen this now twice the season for the Coyotes, where they have, coming out of a break, played a team that played the night before or two nights before. I, I do think there is an advantage to the team that gets a game under their belt and goes out there and plays first. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anaheim just lost to San Jose on Monday, but they at least had played. But... You know, there's 30 games left. You're trying to make the playoffs or potentially win the Pacific Division. Rick Tockett has said this numerous times. So there's no excuses at this point. Well,
1: and no? look, that still needs to be. I understand there may be a rest disadvantage, but you're still hosting one of the worst teams in the NHL and the second worst team in the conference, the lowest scoring team in the conference at home. If you're going to be a team that does any damage, makes the playoffs, and maybe does anything from there, those are games you have to win. Well, th- that game was at
0: Anaheim, but the, they're home tonight against LA. Yeah, but, sorry, yeah, yeah, but,
1: yeah. but against Anaheim, but still, like those are games you have to win. You're a significantly better team.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you, and you, you know, you talked about fatigue being a factor. How guys were just mentally tired. You just had ten days away. You know, ten days where you didn't play a game. Yeah, you practiced a few days, but you had a good rest. And then you come out and play a just a sloppy game and not just sloppy bad decision making again. Where why did you not get the mental rest that you needed in that
2: long time to to clean up some of those problems? See, I would think it was more rust than fatigue. If they're fatigued yeah. then then they're in trouble. I would, I would expect a much better effort tonight against the Kings. They have to have it.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. You got to see the response tonight, and we've seen this from them, you know. But, but this is three three game losing streaks in their past fourteen games. You can say, well, they haven't had a lot of long losing streaks. Okay, but they've had a bunch recently, and they yeah. haven't had any long winning streaks either. They've basically been a five hundred team, an average team.
2: Yeah, it's you know, like I was saying, you can if you if you told Coyotes fans. With 30 games left in the season, you're going to be five points out of first, and you're in a playoff spot. Go. I think they would take it. But it's the fact that you are 1-5-1 and one in your last seven games. You had a nice four-game winning streak before there, in which you beat St. Louis and Florida, I mean, two pretty good teams, and Philadelphia. But it's gotten to the point, and, and last night's game is frustrating, but the one that still stands out to me, and maybe I should throw this one away because it was heading into the break, was that game against Edmonton on January 18th, where that game looked like it was done three minutes in. Yeah, And I guess it basically was. So, you know, big picture, they're still fine if they start winning. But the elephant in the room is the schedule in February is ridiculous. So you need to beat the Anaheims and the L.A.s. Otherwise, you're going to have to go into Toronto and beat the Leafs and beat Tampa and beat Washington.
1: And that's what we talked about before the break, about these these two games against the California teams where you got to get win in a win. And now you can't do that. You can't get four points out of these, but maybe you get two. But uh, look, we haven't seen this Coyotes team win meaningful games yet because they haven't been put in that scenario.
2: All right, well, Rick Tockett does have uh, experience with meaningful games, either as a player or as an assistant with the Penguins, where they won a couple cups. And um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how, how they respond to him, which I think they've done pretty well for his time here, and how he responds. Last night, he was, he, was, uh, he was a little frustrated with the power play when they asked him about it afterwards. He basically said, I don't want to talk about it. You can ask them about the power play. So the power play is... The the clear reason they lost to Anaheim, and maybe that is just one game or one thing coming out of the break, but that's got to be. Even if you're not going to score on the power play, the other team can't score, right? It's yeah. <laughs> that's that was brutal.
0: That was that was a hard sequence to watch because they had just gotten themselves back in the game with the Lawson Krause goal, and then you have a miscommunication between Antiranta and Oel where. OEL skating past him, basically backpedaling, and Ronta gives him a very soft pass that he had to reach out to grab, and somebody intercepts it. Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just can't happen. You yeah. can't have things like that. And it and it's crazy, you know, all the stuff that we're talking about, by and large, we're talking about mistakes by veteran players. The Golagoski mistake, that mistake. When you looked at the, uh, they, they scored on, off a three-on-two, and Jacob Trickman left his man alone in front, but that play started by Michael Grabner losing a battle along the wall where it looked like he was trying to drop pass to someone. Instead, he gave it right to the Anaheim player to start the three-on-two.
2: Yeah. You know my feelings on the Ducks. and, And what I said before the year, they were going to finish with like 81 points. They're not. They're not going to quite get there. But to me, they are just the... Record-wise, I know they're below average, but to me, they're just a league-average team. If you play well, you'll beat them. If you play poorly, you'll lose to them. Like There are teams, if you play poorly against Detroit, you're still going to beat them. Detroit is terrible. Anaheim is almost just an indicator of how you're playing, and I thought last night the Ducks did what they do. They they If you make mistakes, they will beat you. If you play a clean game, you're going to beat them, and the Coyotes, I guess that's a long way of saying that the Coyotes essentially beat themselves last night. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's thirty games left. If they go out there and beat LA tonight, you know you get your you control your own destiny. Obviously, at this point, which is all you could ask for at the start of the year. And Darcy Kemper is coming back. I would guess within the next two games. I'm guessing, yeah. Um, you, you hope he's back by this weekend against the Blackhawks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice way to come back. Hey, you get to face the Blackhawks, but they were playing pretty well lately. They are. Um, all right, around the uh, the league. At well, what point do we uh, start taking Vancouver seriously?
1: As what? Um, as, because a playoff, just just as a playoff. I think, I think we've, we have been talking about them as a playoff team for a little bit now. and there's just, But there's just a cap to how much I take any of these Pacific Division teams seriously beyond just somebody has to come out of the division.
2: Like, could they win the Pacific? They're in first right now.
1: Sure. Sure they could mm, win the
2: Pacific. P- I think every one of these teams
0: has flaws and strengths. <laughs> Uh, and right now their yeah. their top line is really good. They're getting good goaltending. So and their their special teams have been pretty good. So And they've been great at home. I mean,
1: are they the favorites right now?
2: I, I still think Vegas is the best team, but I mean at a certain point you need to win the games too. Yeah. Um, and we're we're at that point. I mean now now it's we're turning into February. All the on paper this happened or that happened or this team should be the better than this team. None of it matters starting now. Like it's <laughs> what you actually do on the ice matters from February on. So
0: Vancouver has the lead and they have games in hand. Yeah, yeah. you got to win those games at hand, and we sometimes we make too much of that. But they've they've done that so far, and and again, their their special teams have been good. They've got some ingredients. I still think that they're thin up front. I don't think there's a a great margin for error, but they have some ingredients that could be enough to win this division.
2: That Calgary Edmonton matchup last night, <sighs> that is going to be renewed on Saturday. Please let it be the first round. I, yeah, I don't care. What what spots they're in? I don't care if one wins the division and the other one's the second wild card. I guess they'd have to be the first wild card mm-hmm. to play the, the yeah. Pacific Division winner. Whatever. I want to see Calgary and Edmonton in the first round in the playoffs. Yep. I think somebody will get arrested on the ice, but I still want to see. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually more and more intrigued by this than I was a couple weeks ago. I was surprised just, you weren't a couple keeps, weeks well, ago. Well, because I mean, look, there's. I, I want to see the top talent of Edmonton in there, but like Calgary specifically, until this Kachuk, Cassie, and stuff really started to heat up. Now it's exciting again.
0: Yeah. Did you see the Giordano play? Yeah. Where he stuck out his leg on McDavid, and McDavid was angry. He was breaking a stick on the bench, and yeah. I, I agreed with him. That was That's a dangerous play. That is a
2: dangerous play. That game was ugly, and I had it on an, on a background TV in the studio because it was going on during the Coyotes game. So I, I happened to look up when Nugent Hopkins and Monaghan were fighting, which was surprising in itself. <laughs> and then Cassian and Kachuk get into the fight that you knew was coming, even though like all of NHL player safety was in attendance of that game. And again, they play in a couple days again. But um, I didn't see the hit on McDavid initially. I just saw McDavid's reaction, and I don't think I've ever seen McDavid react like that. So that was when I had to go back and, and see the hit. Um, I, I, to me, the perfect matchups are from the Pacific are Coyotes, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary. But Vancouver, I think, is getting in the way they're playing and the fact that they have Pedersen, Bester. So we'll see. What about other uh, realistic first round playoff matchups you want to see?
0: In the Central Division, I I don't know who I want to see Colorado play because I, I want an exciting series out of that. And Colorado talk- Chicago would be fun. Oh my gosh. Oof. Yeah, what you're saying—the Blackhawks get in—that means somebody from the Pacific is not getting in. Well, I, and I, I also don't want to see the Blackhawks in the playoffs because I just think it's fool's school <laughs> gold. Yeah, because I don't. Dallas is not exciting to me. St. Louis, sorry, they're they're not exciting to me either. So it's almost like yeah, that that would be the best first round matchup. Let's have Dallas and St. Louis play in the first round. So we don't have to watch it, right? Get one of those teams out <laughs>
2: is is Dallas are they more exciting this year than they were last year shouldn't they be last year they were just bland and I didn't want to watch them and they kept winning I mean this year they've added I guess they've really only added and Corey Perry no yeah okay then I
1: mean look we have to look
0: 27th in goals in the mm -hmm. NHL
1: we have to look to the Atlantic for the matchups we want whether it's I mean look everybody knows about Tampa Bay Toronto which is where I think it's going to end up being but Tampa Bay Florida would be just as exciting Florida's really coming on too by the way
2: yeah, they really are. I, I want to see Toronto Boston again. I know, I know. I'm one of the people that rails against having the same matchup in the first round every single year, and I do hate that format. That it'd be a new
1: creative format. way to get it though if Boston but, wins the division. And-, <laughs> and
2: I just, I think if if we were doing the playoffs the way you're supposed to, where you had. The, the top two seeds be the two division winners and then you just go three through eight the rest of the conference the way we're actually supposed to do it I still think we'd be seeing Boston and Toronto in the playoffs every year It to me it's like it's like what Chicago and LA were a few years ago where we just kept seeing them even though they obviously weren't in the same division so I want to see that again
0: Is Tampa Bay going to win this division? You yeah. think Boston's going to win this division, huh? I mean, it's a five-point lead. Tampa has one game in hand, but they're going to play each other again. And
1: I, I still, I'm going to slightly lean towards Boston because they've they've kind of gotten their bad hockey I feel like out of the way. And they're I can't imagine their brutal shootout record is going to continue. I mean, they're in seven. Like that's that is weird. That's an anomaly. And even with all of that, they well, have five I mean, points. When you, when you miss pucks at the red line, well, that's true. Yeah, if, if you can't score, if you don't know how shootouts work, you're at a real disadvantage. <laughs> I'll take Tampa. I kind of think Tampa's going to win this division.
2: I think Tampa wins. We do get Boston and Toronto in the 2-3, and Florida is definitely a wild-card team. So you still—okay. I think— You I don't think four. Florida's going to eke out—eke past Toronto? No, I, I think that we've— Still don't know about that blue line. Toronto's fine. Still there's still there's so much— t- John a Tavares— there is sure. Tavares hasn't even really done anything this year. I mean, compared to what he typically does the rest of his career. So, yeah, th- yeah Toronto, is, they just have too much talent. And their record with Sheldon Keefe is actually, somebody tweeted out last night, I think they're on a 114-point pace over 82 games with Keith. So as much as everybody wants to panic and say, oh, they're falling apart, they really aren't. Um, and I could see them beating Boston. Although Boston Boston is just so loaded. Like Boston is the definition of just a playoff hockey team, aren't they? Yeah, they're they? built for the playoffs. Yeah, they really are. Uh, Washington, is that after all we just said about those teams in the atlantic is washington still the team to beat at this point or is it more
1: wide open in the conference i don't think so i mean i would take boston or tampa bay over them in the seven game series
2: yeah how
1: about the penguins
2: uh i guess it would be in the second round which is where they they tend to play washington pretty well um It'd be a great series. They
1: can compete with I them. I like the hockey they're playing. I do. I wish they would have Gensel for that. Yeah,
2: that's the thing. I, I guess they they would need
1: theoretically Gensel. could. I mean, that's in the middle of the four to six month timeline. At that point, you're yes. at like five five months. At that point, towards the beginning of the four to six. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you add something at the deadline though? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. If he's you out till the playoffs, you can do the Patrick Kane thing, right? You have to. Um, yeah.
2: Are you offering up Patrick Kane? No. No. Oh. I, I, I would love like to be, see the Blackhawks move Patrick Kane, but. Well, you don't want any of the Penguins' prospects. If really. they get a ton of... Uh, that's true. Because the Penguins' prospects are all playing. They're all third-rounders, and they all step up under no, amazing... They need to get a haul if they're going to trade Patrick Kane. I don't they, think they're, they're going to trade Patrick
0: Kane anyway. I they still help? think that they're uh, a playoff team and a contender. N- um, okay. N- you seem to be skeptical. <laughs> you know, I just... You'd, they play well for little stretches, and then they slip back. I've seen this all season, and I, and I look at that blue line, and, I mean, what inspires you on that blue line? Granted, now... Some of those Penguins' blue lines, when I looked at them, they weren't very good. But Chris Letang was a bit younger than Duncan Keith is right yeah. now. There's yeah. just nothing to look at there on that blue line. What is, yeah.
2: what is the year Pittsburgh won where – and Letang was out. Yeah. Remember, because Jamie and I wrote them off Yeah, because Letang
1: was out when they had nobody and they stole. But it's, they do this. This is what they do. But, mm-hmm.
2: No, but when they won the Cup. It has yeah. to be one of the worst blue lines to ever win the Cup. And yeah. they just – those guys just stepped up for two months.
1: And look, they have some guys you kind of like, but not as difference makers. Like, I like what John Marino's done this year, but –
2: you're talking about the Penguins, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. There's some people
2: thinking he should be the Calder winner, but I
1: don't know about that. He's, yeah. he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. He's in the top he's five. Not the winner, Kale McCarr. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, no. Let's, let's not overcomplicate Marino's in the this. top five, but yeah. he's not. He's not. Shouldn't be the winner. A lot of good rookie defensemen, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hughes, McCarr, yeah. Marino, um, and again, uh, yeah.
0: protected, right? Protected minutes, sheltered minutes. I, I mean, I look at some of that, and I, it's, sometimes I think the hype around some of these guys is a little too much. I mean, look at the situations that Quinn Hughes is playing in. Yeah. Oh, sure. So he's been he's been remarkable. He's been incredibly productive. But
2: that is one of those—I It's I don't even want to call it an advanced stat. I guess it is because it's not one of the first, like, four stats that pops up on your hockey card or whatever. But it's available, yeah. That, that is one of those stats that, that I do wish would cross over and more and more people would look at. Just, you know, where you're— st-
1: Zone starts, yeah. Yeah, I mean that
2: it's it's not zone that starts, complicated. The personnel is on the ice with. Mm-hmm. I mean they, the way they deploy them with, yeah. with certain. Zone lines, starts
1: in right? Wowie. So, yeah. That's That's what's called say I know, without you. To I say mean wowey. that's that, the, the Wowie stats.
2: But zone starts in particular is not. I think people look. I think your casual fan, and I don't blame them at all for this. Looks at, at, at advanced analytics. We've talked about this in the past. Sometimes writers will write down to them and be like, "Hey, look how much I know." Or here's here's a bunch of different things you can't possibly comprehend because why would you? You don't. This isn't your job. Zone starts is really easy. That's the one I wish would cross over because you can look and say, "Oh, this guy right. only starts in the offensive zone, and he's still not doing that." It much. gives
1: you a better idea of how their their players are used. And yeah. I think sometimes, and again, just having statistics doesn't make it doesn't mean anything. You have to give them the context, and that's been my big pet peeve with a lot of a lot of the writing that's been done on advanced analytics by not the top writers, but kind of like the mid to, to lower tier. Level writers where they just throw out a bunch of stats and they're like, well, this this means something, and they yeah. don't tell you what it means, because right. they don't know what it means. Give them a guide. But if you're trying to say how is a player being used, how are they being deployed, whether they're playing sheltered minutes, you yeah. can you can fit, especially if you know the team very well and you kind of know how these guys are used anyway, and you use this information to back up what you have, you can find out some really interesting stuff. It was like me
2: writing a science paper in college where I would get like some sort of study and I didn't really fully understand it, but I would put it in the middle of the paper as if I did well, and move forward.
1: Keep in mind, I was the managing editor for FanRag when the advanced analytics stuff started to become really in vogue for a lot of people who didn't know what they were reading or what the information was telling them. But everybody thought they had to use it in right. every article that they wrote, regardless of whether it needed it or regardless of if, if they could put context around it. And I think that's been part of the problem of uh, – it, it's become – like this Corsi has been this weird thing where that's the – if you say that, that's – you know advanced stats where that is – Not many people are using Corsi anymore, I know. By the way. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a very it's, blunt tool. But, I mean, that,
1: but that's what people were using at the time was right. like, well, I'm just going to put their Corsi percentage with no context and – there's a lot of other information. There isn't an there easy, stats. yeah. yeah. There, there isn't, and there also isn't an easy catch-all stat. No. Then that's in. If you
0: try, if you try to reduce a player to one stat, that then you're probably running into problems yeah. anyway. Like war is a terrible stat for hockey. It's a terrible stat. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I mean, it goes against the whole philosophy of having advanced stats anyway, right? Isn't this? We're looking for a bunch of different ways to measure players, mm-hmm. so you can't just say, oh, he. Has the puck more, or the team has right? The puck more. Give
0: them a bunch of bunch of different stats, and by the way, if you go on different sites, that those same stats will be different on yeah. those different sites. So yeah, there's different models. There's there's different data going in. So there's there's lots of problems, which is why this player tracking that's going to debut in the postseason is going to be so great because finally we'll have a a real sense of who has the puck. They, yeah, instead of much, just saying yes, the yeah, team shot
1: the puck more. Because to be fair, all like the Corsi and Fenwick and all these sets, they're just proxies to puck possession because they don't have exact puck possession. Exactly,
2: that. yeah. Which you should just be able to get at this point. What did uh, Tippett used to call?
1: Corsi and Fenski. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shows what he thought of them.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, so, but, they, this, but to, to back the zone starts is not only does it show how the player is being used; it tells you what the coaching staff thinks of that player. Yeah. Yeah. right. Now, sometimes you get shoved into roles because this is the personnel you have, but often it is.
2: Yeah, we're not comfortable starting this guy yeah. in the defensive zone. Yeah, the best players play in both ends of the ice. Uh, their coaches. Dave Tippett's not sheltering Connor McDavid from the defensive zone of the ice, even though that's not maybe the focus of his game.
0: But you look at, like, and and he hasn't played well this year, but Brad Richardson, like, 72% of his own starts come in the defensive zone. That's crazy. That's
2: just a huge number. Yeah. So... And that's going to hurt your offensive numbers. I mean, yes, his offensive it is. numbers are yes. missing. It's
0: absolutely going to hurt your production. And then minutes, too. Like when you, People are like complain about Michael Grabner. He's still shooting above league average, by the way. He's making some mistakes defensively, too. We've seen him, like we just talked about. But he's starting almost 70% of his zone starts in the defensive zone. And he's not playing as many minutes as he did when he was scoring 27 goals a season. So all those things matter.
2: Craig has his laptop set up to make a noise every time he thinks it, he made a good point. It's the time
0: when it tells me to shut up,
2: oh. actually. <laughs> Who put that on your laptop? Myself. Oh, look at that. Um, you mentioned you know, whether a team like Pittsburgh would go out and add a player at the deadline. The deadline is less than four weeks away at this point. And I do think it's fair to ask... What sort of players are actually going to be available? I don't see a name bigger than Taylor Hall getting dealt at the deadline. I, I would be shocked if that happened. But when you look at the standings, there's a lot of teams that believe they're still in this, which can really cool the market off. It's not like the deadline's a month and a half away. It's under four mm-hmm. weeks away. Are we even going to see any big names move this year? I don't
0: know. I don't know.
2: The teams that know they're out are Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, LA, and Anaheim. Yeah. Right? Right. There's not really any big names on well, those teams. Sammy Votnin,
0: I think, could be moved. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Tyler Toffoli may be moved. Yeah. So I don't know if those are huge names, but those are significant players. You could see some of these guys moved.
2: Yeah. Are there other teams that are going to jump in? I know you've we've talked about this before, but like one of the best qualities I think you can have as a GM, and I think we're seeing it here in town with Mike Hazen at the Diamondbacks, is being... Aware and honest with yourself with what your team is. San Jose is not winning the Cup. Montreal is not as good as, as... I don't know who thinks Montreal is good because the fans don't seem to think Montreal is good either. But somebody thinks the Canadians are still a playoff team. They aren't. They should probably be trading off assets. Who, though? Who who are you moving? A well, guy like Tatar, maybe? Yeah. Probably. I mean... You're clearly building around Kovalchuk yeah. for the
0: future now, right? You're keeping Max Domi, right? Yeah. He's only an RFA, so he's he's a protected asset. He was, he's a cost-controlled asset for a while longer, although yeah. maybe not with the way RFAs go, right? He slipped a bit this year, though, so that's that's going to be an interesting negotiation, and he has arbitration rights, too. So be curious what they think of Max Domi. I, I don't know who else you're moving off that roster.
2: Nobody laughed at my Kovalchuk joke, and now I think listeners think I'm actually mm-hmm. – Kovalchuk they're really, is a guy who yeah. definitely should be moved, uh, right? yeah. I don't. I mean, what would you get for him? Not teams much. Could just add him
0: because you know he's not coming back either, right? Yeah. Pro- probably not coming back. So a third round
1: pick, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the. I mean, looking at the available UFAs for rentals. I mean, there just
0: aren't many. No, really thin at the center position, not surprisingly too. So, like, if you're looking at the Coyotes,
1: is there a center that they can add? I don't know. Like here, teams probably that are not. for teams that are completely out. I mean, Tyler Ennis, Joe Thornton. He's not going. He's not going anywhere. anywhere Neither's Marlowe, like Wayne Simmons. I heard the great trade proposal. Wayne Simmons. I mean, he's an interesting. Wayne player Simmons, too. interesting names. Nick Cousins. I mean, hmm. I mean those kind of. I mean, there's not. I mean, Cousins, Kovalchuk. looking at other like Borowiecki, the defenseman. I mean, there's really not a lot of options here.
2: Thornton to Boston, I heard floated out there uh, earlier this week. Yeah. Goes back to the Bruins and finally wins the Stanley Cup.
1: And then there's again there's been the there's been a couple names out of New York that have been talked about a lot like I would not be shocked to see you know like Georgiev looks like he's gonna get moved Kreider could get moved
2: Kreider Kreider's interesting yeah that, Chris that's, Kreider is absolutely a, a player
0: to look at I, I think Wayne Simmons is interesting too I mean if I'm the Coyotes I'm looking at those two players if I want to add some toughness up front which I still think they need a
2: little bit of I, I think they need net front is what they need and yeah you can get that from those guys. That's, they that's, go to the net. That's the thing. When you say you know you need to be more physical this time of year, people think, oh, you need a fighter. It's like, no, you need a guy that's going to go and get in front of the net or a guy that along – if the puck is going along the boards, you need a guy that's going to go get it, even if it means he gets elbowed in the back of the neck or something. He comes out of there with the puck. He doesn't watch it and wait for somebody else to go get it for him. And that's, that's what separates the teams at this time of year. It's not who can fight.
0: The other thing about John Chayka, too, when we're talking about the Coyotes specifically, he hasn't been a guy that necessarily waits until the deadline. No. If he sees a move, Mm -hmm. he might make it. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do. And and again, again, with, with them slipping a little bit, how are you feeling? Like you said earlier, you have to be honest with yourself about your chances. So is it? Is it simply about getting into the playoffs this year for the Coyotes? I kind of think it should be. I think it has to be. Once you made the Taylor Hall trade, it has to be.
2: I think that's the bar you have to clear. Yeah, I I still think, and and yeah, I mean, we watched them play last night, watched them play the game against Edmonton, even though it was almost two weeks ago. It was their their second most recent game. Those have not been encouraging games. But if you tell me that the Coyotes are in the playoffs and you have a healthy Darcy Kemper and you've got Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel, and, and Kessel's proven in the playoffs before whether he would do it again this year, I still think in the Western Conference... You should be able to have a pretty good shot at beating almost any of those teams in a seven-game series if you get there.
1: Yeah, particularly if you can stay in the Pacific Division bracket.
0: Like
1: yeah, you, you can. Because I think anybody can come out of that and yeah. go to the conference final. To be fair, any, any of those, uh, any of the super glob. So what, what's uh, the, the market globe. for
0: like a Wayne Simmons? If, if you only had to give up mid-level prospect, well, you had to give up first-round draft pick as well to get Taylor Hall. What, what do you have to give New Jersey to get Wayne Simmons?
2: I mean, I think New Jersey is one of those teams that very clearly is just let's sell everything we can. And I don't think you had to give up that much to get Hall. And Simmons is obviously not going to cost nearly as much as Taylor Hall did. No,
1: but the only concern would be if they want a prospect, if they want a player, what are you giving them if you're the Coyotes at this point? But you've kind of you've kind of cleared out that middle class of prospects. You have, yeah. and you've got three guys that you know are untouchable. Yeah, which you would never consider, no, not consider. them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to take, anywhere, yeah. so I mean, if they're willing to take
0: them, and aren't going anywhere. Yeah, if
1: they're willing to take a two, then you you can make that happen. But if they want an actual prospect that's already been one or two years, seasons. <laughs> <laughs> New I Jersey
2: mean, gets one year of Antiranta. No, what are they going to do with one year of Ranta? I mean,
1: more open to it now than I was a month ago. <laughs>
2: yes, I would agree with you. Um, I, I don't know about that. I, I'm still, I'm still where I was. If you go into the playoffs with Aiden Hill as your backup,
1: look, you've you've given up a lot to get a lot in the context of draft picks to get Taylor Hall. If you well, have to give up another mid round pick to help bolster this team against the postseason, then that's what you have to do.
2: It, it, that's an interesting point, though. I think the perception of the Coyotes is, oh, they went all in and they got Hall and Kessel. I didn't really give up anything for these guys. Yeah. They did the mentality. I mean. What they gave up for Phil Kessel, I can tell you, as somebody that watches the Penguins a lot, I've forgotten Alex Galchenyuk was on. the He's team. had a terrible season. So as as down as you are on Kessel, the Coyotes right now are still winning that trade. Um, and what you gave up for Hall again are guys that you weren't using and probably weren't going to use. And Taylor Hall's been good, so I mean, I don't think there's any problem well, with that trade?
1: Do, you need to re-sign him or make the, or make a postseason run. Yeah, one of the two. I mean, that's what that's what you paid for. But it's for if perception. you do neither, then it's then it's a problem. But, yeah,
2: it is. But I, I still don't think you were going to use those guys. But perceptually, it's, it, like it's you went, not the prospect's the
1: problem. In. You can't give up two first or a first and a second round that's pick true. in that scenario if you don't at least. Not make the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. Um, not make the playoffs, or don't re-sign him. You know what I mean? Like, if both those things come true, then it's like, oh uh, boy, I was a lot to pay for a rental for nothing. See,
2: yeah, I think if they make the playoffs, it will be a lot easier to re-sign him. I really do think he just wants to be on a playoff sure.
1: team. It wouldn't hurt.
0: By uh, the way, Max Domi has regressed, like we talked about yeah, too. That was so expected. Basically, the same productivity level as Phil Kessel. So now he's younger, so you like that side of it. But
2: what about Buffalo? They're about, not going to make the playoffs. Do they realize they're not going to make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, well then, is that a team? And I'm not just saying for the Coyotes. For, I mean, they would The have Sabres is to... a team you can go try and get some pieces from. I mean,
1: they don't have a lot of... I mean, they don't have a lot of free agents. Just I mean, because
2: I look at a team like Ottawa, and their only good players are guys they're building around, like Brady Kachuk and Thomas Chabot. Like, those guys, they're obviously not going to trade. They're not trading Duclair. It'd <laughs> be weird if the Coyotes traded I mean, if they, Or
1: Duclair. I mean, Sam Reinhart's a uh, restricted... Uh, but I mean I don't know why you are they would why would they would move on from Sam Reinhardt no. at this point I mean, your cost controlled yeah um, yeah there really isn't much Yeah there's there, really yeah. nobody nobody that you mm-hmm. want I mean they paid Skinner way too much money which we all knew at the time Yeah because teams make this mistake all the time a lot he's making 9 un- million dollars it's a unbelievable something some of these moves that can just be easily disregarded like right away Uh but I mean what else are you what else are you got from them I mean I I guess if there there's always been these rumors in the last year and a half around Rasmus Fristadlin but uh, again, I don't know. Rasmus rumors. That should be a segment. Yeah, on the show. Rasmus rumors. Like, uh, but I mean, that's really anybody else that really is that intriguing to you.
2: That's kind of my point. Is there's not We're really not Jack Eichel. <laughs> so, how, how do you feel about a gently used Jimmy Veezy
1: mm-hmm. uh, Remember when he was a big deal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that was Ugh.
2: weird. It was odd. Um, I just I don't know. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot available at the deadline unless teams get creative and trade for a guy that is signed for a couple years, but. You're going to need more teams to drop out of the race, otherwise it's just going to be everybody bidding on Sammy Vatninen and specifically Crider and, Chris Kreider and Kreider's the Ray biggest Simmons. name Right, I would say Crider's the biggest name.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just even looking like looking at Detroit. Like they don't. There's a reason why they're this bad.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine they don't want any Dylan pieces. Dylan Larkin because he's your
2: franchise. Seven, yeah, you're right? building
1: around That's, Larkin. You're building yeah. around Anthony Mantha. You're, you know, those are those are got to be your untouchables and right.
2: If, uh, if you don't Detroit, want anybody else on the roster. I mean, let's explore that for a second, though. If Detroit wanted to trade Dylan Larkin, they could ask for a haul back. Yes, they could. And um, especially because yes. he's at a good price, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd be looking for multiple, multiple picks. Yeah, multiple I would picks, first multiple rounders, prospects. prospects. Yeah. I mean, that position, that player. Yep. He gets lost in the shuffle uh, nationally just because Detroit is so terrible, but GMs know how good he is. Mm-hmm. I would think it was almost impossible to pry him off the Red Wings. I can't imagine.
1: He's a 23-year-old with $6.1 million as your friend. I, you just don't find those guys.
2: But don't you go to the Red Wings and say, look, I mean, this is, this is the pitch, right? Dylan Larkin is, is this excellent player, everything we've just said. You're one of the worst teams in NHL history. We'll give you two first-rounders, a second-rounder, two prospects, You know, and you can pick the prospects.
1: You can try. I mean,
2: that, that's your argument, or that's your pitch to them, right? You can try. You can pick the prospects. Yeah. So you would give up
0: if you're the Coyotes, for instance, you'd well, give up two out of the three Yannick Soderstrom,
2: Hayton. Uh, I don't know that I would. I would. I don't know in if I would if I was the in, a would two, would in a heartbeat, would you? I would. I give them all in
0: three in heartbeat. Barrett yeah. Hayton might be part of that trade package because you're sending a center back with two firsts and a second.
2: Well, no, no,
1: no, no. Two? If you're saying they pick that, well, they don't have the two firsts and a second
2: to give. Well, I know, but I was throwing out a hypothetical scenario of two firsts, a second, and two prospects. Uh, if you're telling me the Red Wings are offering Dylan yeah, Larkin no, no, for no, no, two I'm of saying, the Coyotes prospects, yeah, you take them. Yeah, I already yes, yes, know but Dylan like Larkin. If we're
1: good. talking Coyotes specifically, then it gets interesting because they don't have those picks to give. But if you tell me they have to give up all three of those prospects for him, I do it in a heartbeat.
2: I would give you Yannick and either Soderstrom or Hate. I give
1: them all three. I don't care. And picks. You're not going to find. not going to find a franchise center. Yeah, they're so. They're and it so also valuable. gives you the best I mean, chance to re-sign Taylor this Hall. Team hasn't like, had one.
2: This do we team know? We know Dylan Larkin is a franchise center on a good team. I mean, I think he is. But do you know
1: that? I think we know enough. And at 6.1, he doesn't. I mean, I.
2: He would be so happy to leave Detroit. <laughs> he would just yeah. play with a perpetual smile on his face no matter play where he got traded. Um Colorado. This is the part of the show where Jamie, uh, I, I give him a chance to apologize. He doesn't. And then Colorado fans get angry. As I wrote in the notes, I believe you have slam poetry you wrote about Kale oh, McGarre. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't, I don't know think anything. that's slam poetry. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what slam poetry is. Do you think I go to a lot of slam I, poetry?
0: I heard a new one, throat singing yesterday. I had to look it up because some throat oh. singers coming to Arizona. Where, how else do you sing? What? <laughs>
2: that almost sounds like a derogatory <laughs> term for a singer. How yeah. else do you
1: sing? <laughs> but from your throat. I don't, under, yeah, okay. I don't, okay. I don't know. Someone's going to have to uh, break really that, that down for me. I'm going to look it up after opposed the supposed to like a
2: teeth singer or what? like Mongolian
0: or something. They can make two notes at the same time. So. Uh,
2: well, next next week, Jamie will have throat singing about Kadri. Um By the way, that some Kadri trade.
1: Yeah, that's I did not expect that Kadri uh, Kadri's been really good. Burakovsky's been pretty good. Yeah. I did not expect I I did not expect those guys to play as, at the, the same level they've been playing at.
2: Look, right you now. were horribly wrong and I wasn't nearly as wrong as you. I don't but,
1: know if I'm... again, I don't think I'm horribly wrong no,
2: but on that trade. But I thought oh, on Toronto. Trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought Toronto. Well, no, because I thought Tyson Berry was a good
1: was a good hockey yeah, player so I. I. <laughs> that was my mistake.
2: <laughs> apparently. We were both wrong about Tyson wow. Berry, you know, thinking he would be good. You know,
1: I was definitely wrong about that trade. There there's no going back on that, but
2: Kadri has been Quietly, Colorado is a fun team to watch. Um, they are, and unfortunately, probably still a team the Coyotes are going to have to deal with in terms of signing Taylor Hall in the offseason. Yeah. Um, how much we talked about the Panthers a little bit? How much damage could that team do if they made the playoffs? Or are they just kind of a one and done because of the division they're in?
1: If Sergei Bobrovsky can continue, he's been playing a lot better lately. Um, the last two months, he's been playing a lot better because he had a real rough start there. I mean, he has he was under like eighty nine percent save percentage. If he gets going. I they could do some damage, but their best, honestly, their best path is just getting into the wild card and getting into the metro. But you're
2: still playing Washington in the first round.
1: I think they, I think they have a better chance against Washington than they do against Boston or Tampa. Yeah,
2: it's it's so. The Eastern Conference has some intriguing teams, and yet at the same time, I don't think anybody's beating Washington in the first round. I don't think anybody's beating. I think Florida, whoever wins the Atlantic, yeah, Flor- but that's what I was going to say. Florida is
1: like I'd much rather go through Washington and Pittsburgh then go through Boston and then either Tampa Bay or Toronto. I'll like, just say this now far.
2: for when it happens. Uh, this Pittsburgh team is one of the more impressive ones I can remember that hasn't won a cup and no take doubt. the cup winners out. I'm amazed at what they're doing. But I hate a matchup with the Islanders and I don't know that they'll beat them, to be honest. I, I do. I do think they could beat the Capitals because there's just that history and there's you know players on the Penguins currently that have beat the Capitals and... Malkin always plays out of his mind against Ovechkin and vice
1: versa. And they might have to go with an experienced goaltender in net that hasn't had that playoff experience before because Holtby's been
2: bad. Yeah, they may have to go with Samsonov. but um,
1: And Samsonov's been great, good, but you never know how a is going to react in the first postseason. Sometimes they go on crazy runs, sometimes they do not.
2: It sounds crazy. I would almost rather Pittsburgh, from a Penguins perspective, was playing Washington than the Islanders. They just cannot beat the Islanders. They just They just can't. <laughs> I don't know what it is because they were obviously Trotz. able to beat Barry Trotz when he yeah. was the Capitals' coach, but they but can't, can't beat can the
0: Islanders. Did you see the reaction? By the way, when when the PHWA, the Professional Hockey Writers Association, announced its midseason awards, there were a lot of reactions when Mike Sullivan won for Jack Adams. People like, "What, Mike Sullivan? Why? What does he deserve? Are you kidding me? Have Have you been following yeah. this team with the injuries that they've dealt with? And 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 again, also the you know the the sort of the Attrition of personnel that they faced over the years, right? I'm yeah. amazed at what Mike Sullivan's doing. I, I think he's a great choice for Jack Adams.
1: Yeah, I think he's my choice right now.
0: I I think he's their Tortorella, choice.
1: Tortorella's think, doing a good but job. But I don't think they're going to yeah. make the playoffs. But
2: is, I, I still think if, if they get into the playoffs, he deserves all yeah, consideration he does. with but what they lost. It's one of those two guys, right? I mean, I think
0: people. I think was third on the list, and I, you know, it's, it's almost like, I don't know, I, I don't know that I agree with that at this point. They won the cup. Here, here's so, the, yeah. the Penguins.
2: Travis so, I mean,
1: Green might be in the conversation. Travis Green absolutely yeah. I mean, Especially the if they win the division. But so. not, not with
2: Tortorella yeah. and, and Sullivan. Dave Tibbet belongs in the conversation. He does. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk it if they go back and win the division, but that's how crazy the thing is in the Pacific. If you yeah. don't win the division, people freak out about your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at the Penguins, okay, Malkin Malkin's scoring. Brian Rust has 21 goals. Jake Gensel is out. Chris Letang is basically third among your active players in scoring. And then it's Jared McCann, Dominic Cahoon, and John Marino. That's how they're winning. Brandon Tanev. I mean, Crosby's up there, too.
1: Yeah, but Crosby was hurt for a while, too.
2: Yeah, he missed 30 games. So, I
1: I mean... uh,
2: Sullivan's the coach of the year right now. Right now, it can change. But I still don't like them against the Islanders. Um, I just don't like facing the Islanders. Uh, Nashville. I don't know yet. If they miss the playoffs, are they just... It wasn't that long ago they won the Cup. And it kind of—it seems like they went could to be the cup for a yeah. while. Or, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Went to the cup.
0: Um, I I said this a long time ago that I felt like their window was closed.
2: I think they missed their opportunity. I think they missed their opportunity to win a cup. But yeah. if they miss the playoffs this year, I think it could get really ugly for them for a sure. while. Yeah, and I then just, you might think about selling. Yeah, some pieces.
1: The key will be can Pekarene play better. I mean, he's been
0: he's had a bad year. But that, I mean, I like their 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 other option in goals. So. I mean, I think they have a succession plan, right? Yeah, but they've both been blah this year.
2: They gave up two really weird goals to Washington yeah. last night I mean, and somehow still won the game.
1: They're both under 90%. Like They yeah. both have been just nothing special this year. And Look, Duchesne's been okay. He's Same been with fine. Ryan Johansson, right? Ryan Johansson's been only okay for a couple of years now. Yeah, um, And he's making $8 million a year, so... I mean, look, I, I understand the can't move have when, a bad
2: contract in today's NHL. I, I, you really can't. I understand
1: why they made the move when they made it, and I cannot The logic made some sense, but they lost that Seth Jones deal, and I think they knew on some level they were going to. But I know that the quest to the to so replace bad, right? the center, find a number one center, but man, I just I don't know this, this this forward group just does nothing.
2: For that me. that was sort of overpaying to try and find
1: a number one center. And I, I get it. I I I good, I understand the logic. Yeah. I understand what they were trying to do. I would say they lost. As we just the, had a conversation about overpaying for a center for Arizona. I get it, but that's the risk. If it doesn't work out,
2: I would say they lost the Kyle Turris deal because he, yeah, he's he, just I don't know what happened to Kyle Turris. He was good in Ottawa. What is it about players going to ex Ottawa? Coyotes and being in Ottawa, good there? yeah. Freedom except for Bocca. I guess we should probably mention Duclair. I mean, Duclair may at, score 35, 36 I know, goals. That's crazy, this year. isn't it? He was an all star. <laughs> um, and he deserves it. It's he not did. like he yeah, was absolutely. an all-star because they had yeah. to take somebody from Ottawa. I'm, I'm happy for the guy. I mean, like I said, he's one of the nicest guys in the world. You, you want to see him succeed. I do wonder if, if this would be happening on a different team.
0: If you are Nashville and, and you do miss the playoffs, what do you look to maybe move? Because you're probably not moving Johansson or Duchesne at
2: this point, right? they are both making $8 million a year no, for a long time. time. Do you have to break up your blue line? Are you saying in the off offseason? Yeah, are you saying, in the offseason. Yeah. Um you might have to, because what you have, if you miss the playoffs this year, then what you have isn't working. You got Roman Yossi signed
0: for a long time, too. Do you like, look at move it? moving someone like Ryan Ellis? He's also signed for a long time, but it's a better... Better number. He's a he's a very good player.
1: Yeah, you can know.
0: always get a lot for defense too. Yeah, I think so. And he's a right shot too, oh, which is it's, really
1: valuable. I what I'm saying it's really tough for me to move Ryan Ellis and Matthias Ekholm at their numbers. The yeah, they, they have their to top
2: three on their blue line is still so good. But, but the other, something's I mean, wrong here. But you're not going to move the other guys and get anything. You right, move Dante exactly. Fabro or Jared Tenordy and get pieces back. Yeah,
0: and that's my point. I mean, I don't. I to be honest, I haven't studied Nashville's system to know if they have good defensemen that they can replace one of these guys with. But your your issue. Really, is it's a possession issue, right? You're not you're not playing enough in the offensive zone. You're not getting enough productivity up front. I don't know. You might yeah. have to move one of those pieces off the blue line to, yeah. to get something. I mean, you've got... You know David Poyle will do it. You, you've got
1: $11 million coming off the cap next year, and Grandlin, Craig Smith, and Rockwell Grimaldi. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, is you're, you're $6 million to Kyle Turris is...
2: Yeah, that That's hurts. Hard. You're paying a lot of money to Kyle Turris, Matt Duchesne, and Ryan Johansson, and you're really only getting production out of Johansson. Duchesne occasionally, I guess. Man, I just – I'm also leery
0: of dipping into the free agency waters yeah. to solve your problems, especially if it's a you – know, Especially this year. I don't know what piece. it is. I mean, Taylor Hall might be available, sure, but – but Taylor Hall's not going to, to Nashville. I don't think he is either, And and if he is, he's eating up all your money, so – because yeah. it's free agency, where yeah. you have to overpay to get players,
2: and and if they don't make the playoffs, I don't think he's going there. I really think he's going to go somewhere that he feels either just made the playoffs and is going to be there for a while, Again, Colorado, or yeah, I mean, <laughs> can we just say Colorado is the team that would worry me the most if I'm the Coyotes? Maybe Vancouver, um, Chicago. Where's the parade going to be? I feel like we need to close with this before we <sighs> get the listener questions. For, uh, for what's the
1: next Chicago team to win a championship?
2: Well, I would say I think you're going to say what's the next award? I would say it's Stan Bowman Jam of the Year. Um, <laughs> As voted on what by Craig Morgan, What's what the, is the next Chicago? Who's team the closest? To, win a
1: who's the closest? Because the Cubs don't feel like they want to win anymore. Yeah, for I, things I, I don't I, understand. we have talking Sox. about this
0: off um, air like The White they, Sox don't count. They're not going to win a championship. Like I know there's hype around the White Sox. They're not
2: going to win a. championship. Okay, well it's not going to be the Bulls, Bears, or Blackhawks. You're
0: correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, because Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it'll be great to watch Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl.
2: I really it'll just be great. It's not as fun with you because you acknowledge that Patrick Mahomes, probably the best quarterback in the NFL, is better than Mitch Trubisky. There are still Bears fans that are like, no, people are too down on Mitch Trubisky. Um, yeah,
1: He's, Trubinsky. he's, he's almost
2: a top 20 quarterback. He's bad. In he's a bad. league where there's only 32 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And you could have had Mahomes. You
0: could have had Patrick Mahomes with that defense. Or Deshaun what Watson. What do you think I don't know what? would happen with this Bears team if they had him? Right? They would have won
2: a Super Bowl either this year. I think here. so. Now, one hundred percent. Yeah, probably.
0: I mean, when you have a probably quarterback have last year, and I know we're talking football now, but when you have a quarterback that goes out and does what he does, what does that do to the psyche of the defense? Like we have, we have no chance. I enjoy unless the, yes. we score points. We have no chance.
2: Yeah, the and by the
1: way, on a points basis, the Bears defense was better this year than last year. Yeah, well, <laughs> you
2: got, but you got your biscuit <laughs> though. Be, uh,
1: exactly. But it's gonna be a while before a Chicago team. Uh, I
2: like right. the White
1: Sox too, but they're not who, winning. A so who did you pick?
2: I don't oh, like I the White Sox, no but I picked the White Sox.
0: Because nobody else has a chance. Yes.
1: I think the Bears, still. How? Because you because you may only have one more year. Because gonna...
2: <laughs> okay. right, we, we have... that
1: defense could still be together in a couple years, and you might have a new quarterback at that point.
2: We have listener questions. I hope so. The Cubs we... don't want to try they, anymore. They'll,
1: they'll screw it up. We, oh, who are no. they going
2: to have at quarterback? I, no,
1: nobody is winning they're a championship in Chicago. Someone, and they're... someone
0: they're drafting, you're talking about? Because we see how well that goes mm-hmm. when they draft quarterbacks.
2: It's true. We, we need to end Craig's. They've never
0: drafted a great quarterback.
2: Never. And get to our listener therapy session because we have some. Sorry, uh, Mike. We're off the NFL. Will you each do the Dolly Parton challenge? No, we will not. Although I, if I hate just, that meme if, so much. If already. each of us was one of the pictures, though, and then we just had like Jackie the Duck as one of the pictures.
1: Well, Jackie the Duck is clearly the Tinder picture. Obviously, that's that's. Um,
2: um, Jamie would be like, well,
1: no. The Tinder picture should be you walking in the ocean water with a dress shirt on. That should be the Tinder picture. All right, Jamie yes. would be
2: um. Like friendster, Good it wouldn't trick. even yes. be yeah. like friendster. It wouldn't even be a current one. Oh, I meant to take wait, a, a picture of me and the other What picture. am I then? I'm afraid you're LinkedIn. 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 Yeah, you're You're LinkedIn. Oh, that's just.
0: Does does anyone use LinkedIn anymore? I think like business professionals, like white collar people still think LinkedIn is like all that.
2: This is what LinkedIn is. I get an email notifying me that somebody wants to connect on LinkedIn. So I accept it to not be rude and I never look at LinkedIn again.
0: It's the worst interface, first of all. Can we talk about that? LinkedIn is just garbage.
2: It feels like it would have been really cool if the internet had just been invented. Right. (laughs) Hey, look at this. I get pictures and stuff. Um,. (laughs) <laughs> well, okay. Oh. Here's Dangle Snipe Belly, who always comes in with three questions for the three names. What tax filing program do you use? I, I don't have an answer. TurboTax.
1: Okay. No. I go a CPA because my taxes are stupid. Um, well,
0: yeah. I mean, nine lives. Yeah. yeah uh, nine lives is a
1: lot. I got a lot of deductions. Not nine lives. Jimmy. nine lives. Uh, <laughs> wait, feels like I'm living nine wait, lives. how many children? Uh, that's undisclosed. Okay. Uh, according to, to the IRS, taxes. 20. Ooh. 20 (laughs) Dependents. That's exciting.
2: (laughs) Uh, Any thoughts of using Patreon to release bonus material? Well, I have them now after that uh, that comment right there. And what is the best mini food? What
1: would that be, by the way? So, I, I mean, look, we're not promising anything, but I am curious what type of bonus content would you would you all be interested in?
2: It would have to be because like, Craig like
1: answers all your questions like twice a month.
2: It would have to be like emergency it's stuff. True. Yeah. After like,
1: we've sometimes one
0: day before the podcast.
1: too Yeah. yeah. So, what let's have know, questions. You, I you could don't know. T- know Tweeted us during the week. What, what types of bonus content? Realistic. We're like Luke's not taking his shirt off. So other types of realistic content that we could provide. Should, you should I put Patreon.
2: my shirt back on? Is that yeah, you should saying? put your shirt back on. Hey, um, I don't know.
1: How about
0: branded T shirts? Well, would yeah. be a cool thing to provide to our listeners. Would not it? They're up on our about drops.
1: I got a whole oh, yeah, thing yeah, drops, be drops be cool.
0: over here. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Okay. So, uh,
1: how about like stuffed ducks appearing on every show? Yeah, well, that would also proof be that cool. they actually exist. I yeah. have
2: bad news. They ha- haven't been burned. Uh, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. I, was when, there? I, may, oh. <laughs> I may have lost a duck. Oh, oh no. Whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't wait. know where he uh, went. Which one? The unnamed one. So oh. I can't even stand out in my yard and yell uh, a yell. name. All right, I'm calling DPS right now. Duck Protection Services?
1: <laughs> this is
2: And what is the best mini food like mini Oh for the bonus material I think it would be we do emergency podcasts after news breaks right after we record like it does every single week so like 4 <laughs> hours after we do the show. What is the best mini food like mini corn dogs mini cookies etc. I think this is a good question actually cuz I, I gave this some thought and I ran this past my daughters. Okay. What, what Couple, was the verdict?
0: Well, one of them they came up with and I hadn't thought about it Don't as say mini, mini cup food cupcakes. but it really is. What?
2: Don't say mini cupcakes.
0: No, okay. I won't say mini cupcakes, right, but I will say sliders. Which is interesting. Mm, you know it's a no. mini burger?
1: No, I don't like sliders. the oh, well. the br- The bread to meat ratio is all off. It's the inverse of why mini M and M's are the best because the chocolate to the candy coating ratio. Yeah, there's too there's too much uh, starch to to meat on the sliders. I actually agree with Jamie on this. Too and much mini Reese's don't work for you either. No, 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 no. The, the mini candies are good because yeah. what it ends up, they end up providing more of the goodness. Right. See, I like mini, mini Reese's. Mini, mini that, candy's my choice. Mini Reese's. What's yours? Uh,
2: I, I would take Reese's and make them bigger if I could.
1: No, but like mini M and M's, for example, you get more candy.
2: I agree, but we had this discussion last week. I like peanut butter M and M's because I like the peanut butter. You guys like more of the chocolate, so that's the yeah. issue. Um, I don't. Mini food is like any mini candy bar, like the fun size Snickers that you have to eat nine of to get. Yeah. No, that's not, yeah.
1: I don't want the Halloween candy stuff,
2: but. Like, um, I would, I don't know, like mini Brussels sprouts because I hate them so much. So that's, it would be less. Mini bro,
0: How about a good. mini pan pizza? Does that work for you? It
2: just makes me want more pizza food. bagels. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I thought about pizza, pizza bagels, <laughs> bagels are gross. <laughs> they really they aren't great.
1: But that's why I think when you say mini pan pizza, um, um, like
0: you know, Pizza Hut has those. Mm. Yeah, I haven't gone to Pizza. Not Hut that forever. I want pizza. Pizza had pizza yeah. you can't sometimes I have standards
2: no. Sometimes. no when did you get standards for pizza are you kidding <laughs> uh, well no I'm, yeah, was, totally uh, come at uh, me I'm with little with, Caesars by the way I had the best pizza in the world again over the weekend because I was in California was,
1: oh yeah the one place that you say yeah.
2: mm-hmm. right. um, Murdoch any rubblings about changing any personnel in the Coyotes top power play unit this question was sent before last night's game um, I don't know what you can do I mean I, I, I think you know just, they need yeah. Jacob Chikrin right? <laughs> right through it yeah you can
0: put Jacob Chikrin up top Which is something. Yeah, at least he'll get shots through. He'll take shots. Oliver's too tentative sometimes. They want him to get shots through. And now, mind you, I like his wrist shot sometimes. I think it's a smart play sometimes. And it ensures that it gets through because he can aim it better. Yeah. But I think he's too tentative sometimes at the top of the power play. Too deferential to Phil Kessel and Taylor
1: Hall.
2: Yeah. Jikren, on the other hand, is not too tentative. He is like a pitching machine Mm -hmm. where it's broken and it's just firing baseballs and everything. But Jikren... Typically puts the puck on net, too. Yeah. So I would not have a problem with him on the power play.
1: Worth Love. giving it a shot. Uh, I mean, wh- what better options do you have right now?
0: Yeah, Mike, I mean, who else are you putting out yeah. there? Who's I mean, in that bu- that, that uh, bumper roll is a problem for me. Yeah. That's, it's, it's been a problem. I
1: mean, I've been sure I wa- I want to see Barrett Hayton when he's healthy, playing. Like what I do I just, you want from that bumper roll? More than what it's giving me right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> I, here's what I
2: want from the power play. I want them to get in the opposing zone. That's a good setup. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's a good start because that doesn't happen Okay, so when often. they don't do that, what's the next option? <laughs> their well, zone entries are just a
2: tire fire. That's I, I've, I, I'm already lowering my standards. I'm not even saying score on the power, up, power play. I'm saying spend the full two minutes with the other team on their heels and at least wear them down. Yeah. At, least at, least f- at least do that. Pretend
1: like we're going to score.
2: And we saw it last night when a they would either throw the puck in, it would go around the boards and come out the other way, or they wouldn't get to it in the corner. And this is one game. Or somebody would carry it in and nobody was with them. And so, I mean, if it's one on four coming into the zone, you're not, I don't care who you are, unless you're Connor McDavid, you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, you got to have puck retrieval.
0: That's, that's mm-hmm. a critical thing on the power play. And that, that includes after a shot, too, because they get these one shots and then they're, they're out. Yeah, I, I might try Lawson Kraus on the power play, too. I
2: really like Lawson Kraus's game. I really do. Yeah. Not just because he had a couple points last night.
1: No, just... he's, he's been playing well for mm-hmm. more than a month now. He's really he's really solid. Put him, put him in front of the net.
2: Made this comment last yep. night, too, in the post-game show, but I'll repeat it here. They were uh, interviewing him afterwards. He's the nicest guy in the world when you talk to him. Yeah. And they asked him about the power play. He's like, well, I don't want to say anything bad about those guys. But then you look back in the highlights of the game, and at one point he's got, like, Ricard Raquel in a headlock, and he's punching Ryan Getzlaff at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it was the highlight of the game for the Coyotes, for sure. <laughs> Um, one more from Murdoch. Do you prefer the beach or mountains for a vacation slash retreat?
1: Well, uh,
0: I prefer the beach. I'm always going to go beach. Yeah, I'm more of an ocean person, but I, I do like the mountains occasionally.
2: Uh, this is a big one. I'm glad this was asked. Uh, big Tortilla. Should Daniel LaRusso have been disqualified for his illegal kick to the head on Johnny Lawrence at the 1984 All-Valley Championship Tournament?
0: Big assumption there. Well, It was a legal kick. Do you have replay? Uh, no, I'm just saying it's internet myth. I mean, if you if you read the internet...
2: You're saying it was a friendly legal internet
0: kick, polite internet. It was a le- uh, polite sorry. <laughs> okay, it was a legal kick.
2: Um, it's a myth.
0: Hmm. You know what we're talking about? I have Jamie? no idea what you guys karate talking kid. About. Oh yeah, no.
2: Uh, this is Kyle. Has the time come for the oats to make a trade to shake up the roster? I, they've made I mean, their
1: trade. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they make another one, but but it won't be to shake up the roster. No, I think it's to, oh, to add.
1: We talk about a Wayne Simmons type player. Like it's to. Bolster the team going into the postseason. I don't think it's just. I don't think you're making a move to send a message because I don't. I don't know if that does much at this I point. I mean, they're still. They're in a playoff spot.
2: I'm not trying to discount what's happened no, in the last seven the, games, but they are in a playoff.
1: They spot. are, but they won't be for long if they keep playing like. This. Well, no. I mean, you're, so, not, you're
2: not going to fall into the playoffs. You're going to have to win games again. Uh, Rose, which potential Seattle team name do you like best? Kraken, sockeyes, or Sasquatch?
1: I like them all. There really. seems to be there was a report yesterday going around that false. Kraken seems to be the false. favorite which seems false. They shot it down. Yeah,
2: I feel like that was thrown out there to gauge like interest from fans and I know a lot of people from Seattle
1: also, hated it. The thing I also really aggressively hated it. Is yeah. there's apparently this romantic novel that's been written about a fictional hockey team in Seattle the Seattle Sockeyes that's been talked about that there's some like trademark thing that's going on there which is very strange. So a lot of weird things came out about the Seattle hockey franchise that I almost don't care about anymore because they're taking so long to do anything.
0: Yeah, me. that's that's the problem. <laughs> they they've lost all momentum. <laughs> they've lost all momentum. No one cares. Like I don't anymore. care anymore.
1: I found a... I'll care again at some point, but right now, it's sock like... guys is
0: I think is the best choice. I like I mean, alliteration. Listen, as much as as much fun as Sasquatch and Kraken are, they're also a little bit ridiculous. Well, and, a, and more importantly let's, let's have a third great— class vote on what our team name is going to be. That's basically what that feels you, like.
1: You have to, have to, have to, have to have plural names. We can't do this. agree with that. We can't do the singular names. the We can't do this.
2: Of oh, those three... This is more hate for Jamie, for the avalanche, uh, by the way. Just want to point yeah. that out. Oh. Would you, yeah. would you like them more if they were the avalanches?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like them more as the avs.
2: <laughs> um, this is why you're... If, I, if I have to
1: spend more than five seconds determining if they're an it or a they... I'm out. Elaine Vigneault should coach the Avs at some point, shouldn't oh, he? Oh, AV with the Avs? The Avs.
2: Yeah. that. Yeah. Um I would go Sock guys. I found that mock-up, too. And I'll send it to you guys after the show, and you won't look at it. But it was the all the—they <laughs> had like 11 possible names a yeah. while ago, and somebody did a really good job of what the jersey could look like for each of those names. Like, it was clearly a, an established graphic designer. It's from a year ago. Pick a name. Do you not it was like a while ago.
0: Do you not like Metropolitans, going back to you know their history? I do, but— is it just a little too? There's already dull? a New York Mets.
1: Yeah, I said oh, no. like, do you, you do you really want to be associated with the Mets? Like, you, you don't want to be associated with question, in, actually, being a loser
0: but... already before you even get on the ice. But there are other names out there that are used in for in two cities, right?
2: Yeah, but That's I think in, in 2020, if you're adding a new team, you need to come up with a
1: unique. It's called the Sonics.
2: That was the my new suggestion. York football Ohio Giants and the San Francisco <laughs> Giants, the Seattle Hockey Mets. I don't know about that. so much. Uh, Joe, what more... We referenced this before. What what more can Tockett or Chayka do? It seems like they've exhausted their options. This team has to be more than the Arizona Darcy Kempers. I I don't know what more Chayka or uh, Tockett... Specifically, Chayka. I don't know what more he can do. Um, There's not a lot of wiggle room here.
0: I mean, he might be able to tweak something, but there's not a lot more he can do. And and look, John Chayka still takes criticism from some corners for not winning the lottery. (laughs) And getting a franchise center, which would change the entire picture of what this team lo- looks like. If Connor McDavid or Jack Eichel's on this roster, this team looks entirely different, right?
2: Are we agreed course, on that? Of course. Of and somehow
0: course. both those teams have managed not to win with them.
2: If Conor McDavid see- was on this roster, they would win the Stanley Cup. They might. Because they might. All, all you're losing, not all, I mean, he's a leading scorer, but you wouldn't have Nick Schmaltz. I, I would make that trade. Right. That's it. Yeah,
1: with all due respect to Nick Schmaltz, I make that joke so, for the best player. In
0: the with what he has had to work with, by the way, also the restrictions he's had to work under. Which some of these, you know, some of the fan bases that criticize him, looking at you, Vancouver, you haven't had those sorts of financial restrictions that John Chayka's had. Yeah, you by can the afford
1: way, to light money on fire and sign Louis Erickson. This franchise
0: okay. was a joke financially for so long, and that's what he came into.
1: And yet, here they are in a playoff spot. I don't know what more he could do. Uh, and look, if you look, at, I know you look at this team on paper. There's a lot of talent. Like it just At some point, you just got to look at the guys that are getting paid millions of dollars to go out and play, and you're like, you know what? When is When When do they need to have more accountability? Right, and on that
0: topic, we heard what Rick Talk had said about Clayton Keller last year, yeah. that he was getting to the point where you might consider sending that message. At what point do you say, hey, you're not producing for me. You're not doing what you're paid to do. And I know his contract doesn't kick in until next year, but... This guy is on the ice to produce points, to produce offense, and if he's not doing that, what's he doing for you? Do you send a message to guys like Keller
2: by sitting them for a game? Okay, so here's my question, and this is not a question I would have asked a year ago, but and I and I'm with you, and I, I don't I don't want anybody to get special treatment here down the stretch. Like I don't want them to say, well, we're, Keller is a big part of our team, so we can't sit him. Does sending a message to him help? At this I don't point? know. I don't. I don't have, you haven't tried it. You so do it, it. You don't, you know. don't know. Yeah. Okay, that's the thing. I mean, look, I, and if it hurts him, well, you found
0: out something about the character yeah. of the player. Then. Oh yeah, I don't care about that. I'm trying to make the playoffs. I, yeah, I have a responsibility to yeah. the other 23 guys out that's there. That's what I'm saying. But there's, I mean, there's other guys that haven't produced either. I mean, you look at that fourth line this
2: year; that they're just defending way too much. Yeah, but I have lower. If ex- you miss like, the playoffs by a goal, it's not going to be because Brad Richardson didn't score more. It's going to be because I, Keller was no, not so
0: much that he didn't score. Is that they're they're giving up? They are. They're yeah. giving up. Too much,
2: but Keller's still supposed but, to be one of your top point guys. There's
1: a lot of blame to go around, but yeah. I have higher expectations for what I need from Phil Kessel and from Clayton Keller than yes. I need from Brad Richardson. Like I do, and and they should as well.
2: He's got Keller's got one point since January 4th. I know there was a break in there too, but one point since January 4th, and I believe it was a secondary assist on that third power on play goal cool. when I they lost seven to three.
1: Yeah, I don't care if it was a, the most spectacular goal of all time. You're a first line player on this team, like that. You can't ha- that can't happen.
2: You need. You need Keller producing when the games matter. So we're gonna. I think we're gonna learn a lot about him in the next thirty games because it's gonna be really tough for this team to make the playoffs if Keller disappears. Yep. And agree. He has, but there's still thirty games for him to come back. Yeah. because um, because teams look at this right now and they say, okay, you you t- you stop the hall line. That's what you've got to do. Even you if you just stop hold it line. to a goal or two, yeah, you're gonna win. Uh, and and Kraus, whatever line you put Kraus on, has been. Yeah. Producing a little bit lately Agreed. too,
1: and that's good. But again, you this team's not going to do anything if Lawson Kraus and Connor Garland are the best forwards. I'm sorry, this team's not going anywhere if those are your two best forwards.
2: I, I just they, I don't know how I love gonna, what they're
1: contributing, but they and, can't and be Krause, your best players. Kraus
2: may have woken Schmaltz up last night too. I mean,
0: you put yeah. him on Kraus's I mean, line. I know he didn't finish. He should have elevated the puck, but I, I like Derek Stepan's game lately too. I think yeah. he's given yeah. them something. He, yeah, he's he's got to elevate that puck. You can say it was a great save by Gibson, but That's he made the, easy the move. Part. He did just the hard flip part. It. I yeah. feel like
1: flip there's it. there's an alternate universe out there where Derek Stepan has, has like fifty fifteen goals. <laughs> goals and forty points this year. Like I feel, I just it's always feel, against it, Anaheim. Too, yeah, where an it, alternate where universe where a goal where, doesn't go in. Yeah, it's, but it just I don't know. It, it, it's frustrating to watch because there's so much talent on this team now. That I mean, again, they're not like one of the most talented teams in the league, but they have a lot of talent. This is the most talented Coyotes team on paper and.
2: Years. In that Pacific division of those five teams, I mean, they're Vegas has the most talent. Yes. Is the Coyotes after that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Calgary has some good players. Vancouver yeah. has some good players at the top.
2: and Edmonton has got good players. I mean, the, there's talent yeah, on all these teams. I been, Edmonton has two, two good players. players at the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, it's, uh, again, each team has some County.
2: strengths and... Plenty of flaws. I want to see what happens when Kemper comes back. And that's not a knock on Ronta. I don't know if we talked about this on the air or off the air now at this point. Ronta let in at least one bad one last night, but he well, also made three or four great saves. He did. He made some great saves. He was terrific in that first period, even though he gave up two goals because they just
0: they left him out to dry on those two goals. But he, he allows a goal from the point that he saw the whole way. He, that can't happen in the NHL. And then the... The bad exchange with OEL on the shorthanded goal that was that was the killer in my opinion because I thought they were still in the game after Kraus scored.
2: they were very much still in the game. They almost I mean if they score on one of those power plays, it's tied. And then at a certain point, you figure Anaheim's like, all right, what are we playing for? You know, Uh, Elden best goal song in the NHL, and then he says Chelsea Dagger, which I don't agree with. Obviously, but I I, I think it's Chelsea
1: Dagger. But yeah,
2: Uh, best Coyotes. Electric worry
1: was good when the Canucks were using that by clutch.
2: Howland for you for best Coyotes' goal song is what he has. No, do you have a do you have uh, a better one, Craig? Or just a, no? Yeah, he said Chelsea Dagger yeah. was no good no choice. best Coyotes' goal song. Oh, I haven't really liked their mm. goal songs. Okay. okay, yeah, like I, I get like Werewolves of London. Uh, yeah, Everybody did. I like oh, the okay.
1: song. I don't like it as a goal song
2: because it's about it's, werewolves. Well, it's, no, it's in it, London. It's
1: it's yeah, yeah, it's also too low. If it was Coyotes and Phoenix, like, it it like never, yeah, nobody nobody hears Werewolves of London and like let's turn up. Like it's a. Good, it's got a howl yeah it's like it's like playing the Eagles after you you score like yeah it doesn't hype you up okay it's a good song I, I love I With, like it lyrically our, the but,
2: Leafs were playing Hall Notes after a goal after goals <laughs> last year um, oh, like, like all the notes
0: Wait, were they really? Which song?
2: It was either it was Hall either after notes. goals or it was their their victory song in the locker room. That might be what it was.
0: Okay. That I, was, that I understand. I hope it was behind
2: closed doors. Yeah. Because,
0: wow. Yeah. I mean, all That's, I could think of was the Beavis yeah. and Butthead, but there's his little friend.
2: Cheese <laughs> <laughs> um, <Go-G's> Jack. <laughs> On goalie penalties, should the power play team be able to choose who sits in the box?
1: I actually kind of like that. I am fo- I think the goalie should... I think you should have to put your backup in for two minutes. In the box? N- no. no, put oh, net- your goalie Ooh. in the I <laughs> like this. I think uh, no, like, I know. Leg- I'm not joking. Like football I league. Leg- league rules, I legitimately yeah. think if your goaltender takes a, a, a two minute penalty, he doesn't get to play for two. Yeah, and at least nice. you have to do a thing where it's the first stoppage after two minutes because I don't think you want trying to make a goalie exchange. Oh, no, it's that's wild. That's that's why that would be XFL, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Wait, a question. If they score on you, can the starter go back in,
2: or do you yeah. want your— okay. Yeah,
1: same way as same, same way. way as a normal power play. That but really
2: the, sucks to be the backup. You oh. come in, you get to play shorthanded cold. Cold.
1: Sorry, no warm-up. <laughs> no, and by the way, that gets really interesting when your starter gets sick at an hour before game time, Yeah, and you're trying to figure out like who your emergency goalie is, and like, don't. well, don't take a penalty tonight. <laughs> don't play that in the trapezoid, or we're going to have to throw somebody from the stands. <laughs>
2: oh. Mike Smith net. would be out of the league
0: instantly. <laughs> Seriously, taking a penalty, though, and throwing your backup in, that's fun. That's but, that, fun. Would be, Just, that would be fun. Ways to drive wedges between two goalies on a team. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Outstanding. As he he had played his... three
1: games in four days, and they've the back of it. Nope, get in. He just took a, fi- a five-minute fighting penalty. <laughs> <laughs> get in there. Sorry. A five-and-ten Sorry
0: about those three goals on five shots. Good luck in your contract negotiations.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. Has Antti Arante had his (laughs) goaltending ability sucked out of him by one of those aliens from Space Jam? Just
0: hasn't been consistent. Like, I I was about to tweet last night how good he looked in the first period. Then I thought, I've seen this a couple other games, and then something happens. And sure enough, it did. He gave up a a soft goal in the second period, and then, again, the exchange with OEL. So They should leave him out on the ice during intermission. He's not putting it together. He's not putting it together. Yeah, we'll see. I— now some of that's the play in front of him, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. he was, <laughs> it did not I mean, help. There him was at all. a three on
2: none last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. and he's yeah, that it. was crazy, which, which, is is not insane, which is insane. Yeah, um, McQuinnan. This I, I'm hoping this is a question for Jamie, although it doesn't look like it. I'm back from my hiatus. Do any of you foresee the Coyotes being semi-active at the trade deadline, mostly engaging in hockey deals with the Coyotes to make the playoffs? Also, also how wrong was Jamie about the Avalanche, <sighs> nerd? <laughs>
1: I will continue to remind people that they have... Well, the Avalanche have, what, 62 points? And I yeah. think people need to relax. They're but, a solid playoff team. Yeah, in a bad, in a bad conference.
0: Um, well, it's not a bad division,
1: though.
2: They would make it in the East. You gotta yes, give them they the that. They would absolutely make the playoffs they in the Eastern would. Would. Conference.
1: Would they? Yes, they would. They have the same record as Columbus. Okay. Um... <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, look, the Western Conference is way worse than I expected. This is my like, favorite storyline of the year. Yes, um, I, all they think, I can't even remember. There were like seven questions in there. Uh, I don't think they'll be super active. Although we talked about no, making, can. you know, you can make the money. You can make small moves. Uh, do, will they make the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. I'll don't give know. you the Thomas Grice answer to that. Huh? I, I need to see them play better know. for. I mean, we said this on the show a million times, and I'll, I'll say it again. I should put it on a T-shirt at this point if we ever get T-shirts. But this is nothing a five- or six-game winning streak. Exactly. There's
0: still plenty of time. Yeah, even a three-game winning 30 streak. 30 games. It. Yeah, it would help. you got to beat Chicago, though. You play well oh. at home. Yeah. Find, yeah. like, yeah. at least six of eight points on this homestand. Right?
2: They, they've been playing well at home. They're 4-0-1 in their last five. But they've got three very difficult teams, and the King is coming S- to town. Six of eight points. Uh, Coyote and Philly, how do you get a red wine stain out of a light blue shirt? Well, Obviously,
0: light blue bleach. Really? Yeah, no, it doesn't oh. exist, but it should. I mean, I think there's a,
1: I think there there's potential for here for yeah. If you yeah. could
2: have light blue bleach or an edit button on Twitter, which oh, I take, you take the edit button. On Twitter.
1: Yeah, we we know where Craig stands. I don't this.
2: spill wine on my light blue shirts. <laughs> um, Ozzie, would, just Craig wear what Jamie's wearing right yeah, now. So
1: Craig wear is one of those hat, those like those beer can hats, but there's just like two. Two three things of wine there, and they're both two very down. expensive. No, I'm yeah.
0: just too sophisticated to spill wine. Oh, mm. really? Yeah, because you drink it out of. <laughs> oh, <milk. really>? <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> out of a sippy cup or what? Yeah, a <laughs> wine well, well, carrier too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's impossible for me to spill it. It's it right
1: out of the
2: box. Yeah, yeah, straight out of a box. It's harder to spill. Just a big straw and a box of wine.
0: It's, it's a lined box though. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> uh And you wear a poncho in while a, you. Yeah, drink that's it in a bib. <laughs> Poncho hand. Uh, Ozzy it's Mesa basically a
0: hefty bag actually that I cut a
2: whole lot of at the top <laughs> wrote in, This is getting classier by the okay. minute
1: And this is how Craig spent his birthday
2: Yes, uh, wrote in th- that said uh, three California teams combined are still pretty terrible, so here's your California King Duck Sharks and he just combined them all into one, one, uh, one team, I'm not going to read the whole team but you can, I'll, I'll retweet it from our show account Okay. Um, it's a decent It's decent, it's still not a great <laughs> is team Is it a playoff team? It should be with the combined rosters. It probably should be.
1: Well, the goaltending is still a problem.
2: It's fringy. I mean, they got a good defense, but they it's don't G- have any
1: goaltending. Well, they have Gibson. Yeah, yeah Gibson, that's true. Yeah, they have Gibson. When Gibson's on, nothing behind him. That's to be fair, though, if they actually give you know Gibson NHL players in front of him, yeah. he's yeah. an elite goalie.
2: The the blue line of Drew Doughty, Eric Carlson, uh, Brent Burns, Cam Fowler, Elias Lindholm. I mean, that's that's a pretty good start yeah. on the blue line.
1: Yeah, they they, they could probably win the Pacific with that. Uh,
2: Mac. On a scale from 10 to 10, how jealous of Craig are you both? Well, now that I know he drinks wine out of a box with a poncho and a bib. 12. (laughs) Oh, 12. Good call. Um... (laughs) This is from Cam Paul. Not a question, but I just realized that I've been confusing Jamie on my Twitter timeline with Jamie Eisenberg, who he tagged. I was wondering why it seemed like Jamie actually had good takes.
1: So, this is actually true. Uh, I think he asked me a fantasy football question earlier in the season, and being the nice human being I am, mm-hmm. and just a gracious person, yeah. I answered I didn't correct him. That, uh, he was very much looking for Jamie Eisenberg.
2: Jamie Eisenberg is, is uh, very good at fantasy football. Yeah. And I'm me. You're decent. You're both named Jamie. Uh, Adam, is Tockett's message still getting through? It's been tough to watch the last few weeks, not advocating he'd be fired, by the way. Was there an athlete you grew up hating but now wished you had appreciated their greatness more?
1: That second one is interesting because I, I think... I didn't see that question, actually, before, so I would have given he's it He's asking it because of Kobe. Yeah.
0: The, Oof,
2: Kobe. The, the beginning. Talk the, about a loaded one. Yeah. The, hmm. the first question there is talk. It's message still getting through. I think it is. I, I do think it is. They, um, like I said, I want to see more than one game out of the break. I'll just, I'll leave sure. it at that. Yes, I'm
1: concerned. Right. I'm not panicked yet. Yeah.
2: And also, I, I mean, would it be, would it shock you if the Coyotes come out of the break, lose to Anaheim and LA, and then beat Chicago and Carolina? I mean, that no, would be that, the most No, but that, that would be their game. MO. Yeah. Um, Athlete you grew up hating but now wished you had appreciated their greatness more. Mm, that's a tough... I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I can, actually. Can you? Because I had to go to school
0: in New England when the Celtics were great. Oh. Larry, Larry Bird. Yes. Okay.
2: I was going to say Brady, actually. <laughs> like, well, that's a good one, actually, for a lot yeah, of people, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: I think for mine, and, and, and I got appreciation of that, probably David Ortiz.
2: Wow, a Yankees fan saying this about the yeah. Red Sox.
1: Okay. 'Cause like I didn't it, it's weird, it's, like I never really I don't have this hate for the Patriots. They're, they're annoying sometimes. I, I have hate for their fan base, but the team never really had that. But Red Sox, yeah. I mean it was and again, keep in mind as I'm growing up, this is right about the I grew up so my early childhood is when they're winning all the time and then they just stop.
2: The Yankees you're <laughs> yeah. talking about? Yeah. Okay.
1: So then, then, then the Red Sox started to get good and then they have the comeback from down three oh in the ALCS and all that other stuff. So I think yeah, so Ortiz and Manny to me were just at public enemies number one and two.
2: Yeah, okay, I can see it. Look, we covered all three of the other sports. Too. There we go. Um, Craig Dunaway, love the fire takes, roast Morgan and his milk toast opinions, in quotes, <laughs> which I can't like enough. Actually, I should retweet that from the show account, too. You
1: we retweet it from your account. Uh, maybe I will. That never um,
2: Lisa, please help us understand what has happened to this Coyotes team. Thanks.
1: A lot of guys playing beneath their talent level at the same time. Right. I mean, oh. I just... Still time. Still time. Still 30 time. games. 30 games. Yeah, I think, I think the, they're the, still in the playoff spot. The, fine. The, the piece of encouragement is A, they're still in a playoff spot, and B, they're still very talented. And they could fit. this is not a team that is, oh, they were overperforming earlier in the year a good point. and they, they, they might have peaked and they don't have the talent to, to turn it on late in the season. That's not their issue. They, they haven't had a run yet.
2: So maybe there's a run in them. Yeah. They're not in over their heads. Foreshadowing. But, oh, look at this, Craig whispering yeah. foreshadowing.
0: Mrs. Rita says so.
2: True. Sure. She said February is going to be good, she right? did say she February did. is going to be a big month. They do need to get the defense together.
0: That's yes, the they it. yes, do. It's, totally it's odd. That. The hammer comes back and mm,
2: nothing's changed. I don't know what this question is in reference to or if I should ask it. But Kevin writes it. in, why is Jamie Eisner touching people's feet? Oh, because no, it
1: holding feet to the fire was yeah. part of the, the original tweet. He does okay. touch feet, though. It's, <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> Uh, I can't move on right to
2: this now? question quickly enough, <laughs> Cheryl. The Coyotes seem. First of all, Cheryl, thank you for asking a question I could read. Yeah, right now, you this, don't want to stay uh, on Dark heat? moment. No. no. Have you
0: seen that Pulp Fiction thing about foot rubs? Never mind. i have seen ahead.
2: Pulp Fiction once. Uh, the Coyotes seem to play the level of their competition. They play really good teams tightly and well, but seem to forget how to play defense against teams they should beat. I don't know what my question is, except for what's up with that.
0: What is up with that? That's, uh, that's my answer. Uh,
2: yeah. This is what I'll say. We will get answers in the next two months. One way or the
0: other, yeah. Wow, it's
2: bold. But, but we'll have answers. It's better than your answer of what is up with that.
1: <laughs> uh, Alex, how surprised are you guys at Connor Garland this year? Um, I, I wouldn't say... I, I've been pretty... I mean, I'm not surprised at this point anymore, but given what my preseason expectations were, I'm pretty surprised. I thought he was a good player, a good bottom six guy. He's been the fact that he's continuing to play with this just high energy at all times mm-hmm. and success with multiple different line mates
2: and he almost scored last night he had yeah, the best I've, I've been very impressed yeah, it was a good pad save yeah. by
0: Gibson that, that save and the one on step on or the two yeah. that you think about wow we didn't finish those yeah uh, but I, I'm very impressed and Christian Dvorak missing yeah. a feed right in the slot yeah. Was that Kessel that gave him the puck?
2: That That's the stuff that I'm saying I'm i hoping. Yeah. Got to finish. Yeah. Out of 11 days off, I'm hoping. 11 days off of games. I mean, they practiced in there, which you know, should get rid of some of that rust. But that's the sort of stuff I'm hoping isn't there in two or three days. Last one, Trond. I think it's funny Craig calls himself cowardly. Wow, he knew that you were the one that sent that tweet out. I, I'm not even admitting to that. Um, well, big reveal. I didn't send the tweet out, and Jamie can't remember our password.
0: It's, it's the person that runs our account.
2: yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: Some intern. You're familiar with that person, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. How much do we know about communication between the league and the Coyotes regarding the scheduling? Couldn't there be a way to make up the intense mileage with some favors from the league to make it a bit more even-steven-ish?
0: Yes. Did I kill the recording levels on that? Here's what we know. They're having conversations with the league. They are definitely having conversations with the league about the schedule. Alex Morello is involved in those conversations, so that's good because that is the thing they have been missing all these years. An advocate to go in and say, this doesn't work for us. You need to
2: change a couple things. And they should. And if you're not a Coyotes fan, you're listening and saying, "Okay, big deal. Every team has to play the same teams in the Western Mm. Conference. Just remember that stance next week when they play Carolina in Arizona on Thursday night and Boston in Boston on Saturday morning. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. No, all schedules are not created equal. That is a it's a pat response that I hear from a lot of fans who don't do any analysis on the actual schedules. No, you're wrong. The Coyote schedule is worse. Yeah, Just guy- go ahead and do the analysis and you will come to that conclusion.
2: The Coyotes, and I would say Anaheim, typically. I mean, look, some of it's geography, but some of it yes. is, oh, yeah, you're the Coyotes. We're going to focus on getting these other teams there schedule.
1: The first. further west you are, particularly the further southwest you are, there's there's going to be an inherent disadvantage. But there's also things – there are also preventable things. That's the issue. Like, they're going to have to travel more than the New York Rangers are. That's, you can't fix that. Yeah. But what you can fix is some of these weird back to or
0: home from the yeah. eastern or central time zone. Six times with one, one day in between that game you played in that time zone and the next game you play at home. Six times. That's yeah. a league high, by yes. the way. The next closest one team has to do it four times. A bunch of teams do it three times. So the Coyotes do it twice as much. Those are points. Those are valuable points that you lose on the schedule.
2: The way they were playing earlier this season. And that Montreal game stands out. Montreal's yeah. not that good. And they got blown out. Or they got beat handily by and Montreal 3-0. definitely nothing. a schedule game. That one stands out more than any of them. And if the Coyotes had two more points right now in the standings, two more, how much better would everybody feel about them? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's definitely a, a factor. And um, they should be, be able to advocate to get that a little bit better off for them.
0: But all that's water under the bridge right now in terms of what we see from the Coyotes from this point forward. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, And I would say this, too. um, We sit there and try and come up with a a reason for why they're suddenly not winning on the road or why they suddenly are winning at home. Rick Taka has said on a number of occasions, and the players have said this as well, um, a lot of times they felt like they were coming home for a game or two. And in that scenario, Craig's just pointing out, where you fly across country. You're basically flying across country that day between games. Yeah, it's another road game. Yeah. But it's just on the other side of the country. That's what it is. But they've had actual home stands lately and that's why they've been winning and they are starting a home stand tonight they'll be here for four games and games get harder to win on the road later in the season yeah mm-hmm. they do that's the other thing for sure all right that's uh that's it anything any other brilliant comments jamie
1: okay. i mean i'm full of them
2: all right uh, I'm also for, full of it <laughs> for jamie eisner greg morgan i'm luke lipinski thanks for listening to the natural hat trick podcast